Monday, 20th of May, and this is my Hearthstone Diary. Well, hello. Um, I think I think it's actually been over a week since I did the last episode. Um, I'm back in the car. I'm back trying out the audio on the car, so I'm hoping that um, it's going to be okay. I'm actually going back on the motorway today. I went back a uh, different route last time, so I don't know how the audio is going to fare on the motorway with the the, um, the noise off the tarmac, but we'll see how we get on. I thought I'd give it a go anyway. Um, main inspiration for putting out an episode today and, uh, and hitting that record button is literally hot off the press, the nerfs incoming, two days time, and they're looking pretty good. So I thought I'd have a quick chat about them, my overall view on the meta, and a bit of an update on my... Um, Legend Climb, or not so Legend Climb as it's turning out to be. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's get to the, the big news first. Nerfs are incoming, um, and they are... I'm going to go through them, see if I can remember them. So, um, uh, Elisiana, uh, Archivist Elisiana, is moving from, I believe, 8 mana to 9 mana. So, that's um, design, that's the, the main uh, culprit for Elisiana issues is the um the warrior control warrior matchup particularly because you can bounce uh, and play her again um which kind of adds uh, i think it's 10 cards total um two copies of five cards that you select into your deck and if you can do that twice it makes the games go incredibly long so moving her up to nine and people were bouncing her back with the youthful brewmaster or the Baleful Banker, um, so now that means that you're a lot less consistent in bouncing her. I wondered if, I saw a couple of people saying that why not just move her to 10 so that you guaranteed not to be able to do this on the coin. I'll be interested to see how this plays out because I wonder if, I always think in this debate about when, when the coin becomes part of the game plan, is it, is it then bad? Like, are you... Is that something you actually need to consider? Because I guess if you're looking at it from a perspective of, well, yeah, if I'm on the coin, I can still bounce Elisiana with the coin, um, and and then play her twice, and then you essentially kind of win as long as you can clear their Elisiana, which is basically your um, your kind of main thing. Then you, you kind of pretty much win that matchup. Not every time, but um, having two Elisianas definitely trumps having one. So, um, but then I think about consistency. So. How many situations are there where sometimes you may need to use the coin in order to not lose the game or to, to gain control over the game or something like that, and therefore you're losing that advantage? Um, but I, I think Elisiana is still ultimately going to end up being played because if you don't play Elisiana and you go up against a control warrior, you're, you're still you know 10 cards behind or whatever, you're going to be um, into, into fatigue. So um, hopefully that will just... I mean, it means that, yeah, people are going to play Elisiana. They're going to bounce it, but then it, I guess it's the case of, well, am I going to use up that spot for a youthful brewmaster or a baleful banker now because I'm not always guaranteed to have the coin and therefore that card may sometimes be redundant? Or, you know, is that card okay to have and pick other targets? Or, you know, if Elisiana survives, I don't know. It's an interesting case. Obviously, putting it to 10 would stop that completely and make it just a one-use one card. Um, but but I'll be interested to see how that plays out. 
Um, and then there's so there's th there's four ner nerves in total, and there's three more um, that are all rogue nerves. So rogue has been the dominant class. I think patrol warrior to a certain extent. Uh, they're the two main classes, but I think rogue on the whole has been more dominant um, in that you know it, you can play more games with rogue. There's you know it's easier to ladder with and quicker to ladder with. I don't say it's necessarily easier completely, but control control warrior takes a lot of kind of um it's very time consuming it takes a lot of attention for a long time and it's not necessarily the speediest for, for climbing the ladder so um yeah rogue's been incredibly dominant the addition of um uh, a couple of cards this expansion and the one before such as raiding party um and obviously evil mystery at this time round has really kind of um put <laughs> tempo rogue to the top of the meta tier list. Um, so the, the nerfs are Evil Miscreant is going from um, 1 attack 5 health to 1 attack 4 health, which I think is okay. It's still a pretty powerful card and it's still a 3 mana. I guess what this means is that it's just ever so slightly easier to kill. There's more minions that can kill it. Um, 5 health is just so hard, uh, so hard to remove, particularly if it can be played coin on turn two or you know, it's still it's still gonna be a hard card to remove, but I think it just gives that like they like they said in the in the release from, from Hearthstone, it just balances it a bit more. But I dunno, I'm interested on that one. I think what will affect it more is the fact that they've changed um two other cards that are more likely to have a huge impact on Tempo Rogue and therefore is Evil Miscreant gonna be played purely because there won't be as much rogue played. I don't know. The other nerf, so prep is a uh, I think it's from the classic sets. It's been around um, pretty much since the beginning, and um, it's been in a lot of um, rogue decks. The one probably in more recent times that um, didn't use it is uh, obviously Odd Rogue, being that zero cost cards are an even cost. Um, but it's it's still used in so many rogue decks to a staple of a class. And I think now, with Tempo Rogue being so dominant, they've decided to, to kind of nerf it a little bit. So it's going from, it's still zero cost, um, but instead of reducing your spells from three, it's going to reduce them to two. Or from, it's going to reduce them to mana. So, um, so things like, for example, Raiding Party in its original sense, and I'll come on to that in a minute, but when that, three, when that was three cost, Prep would only make that one cost rather than zero. What they did say in the release was that um, uh, that Eviscerate and Sap are both two mana cards that are played quite a lot in Rogue, and so Prep will still put them to zero, which kind of still keeps some of the you know Rogue's main targets for Prep alive. And I, and I think that was a good touch. You know they could have they could have changed it in a different way or nerfed it to the ground, but I think that gives it, still gives it options, and it's still a good production anyway. Um, but it, but it does bring that overall power level of that card down enough to kind of make it um, a bit more consistent with the rest of the meta. And then the last nerf was to Raiding Party itself, so they're moving that from 3 to 4 mana. So not only has Prep lost 1 mana reduction um, in its spell, but Raiding Party has gone up 1 mana, so um, Prep's only going to bring Raiding Party down to 2 mana now, which means in a, in a class, like they said in the, in the um, press release for this, 
in a class that's already pretty good at drawing cards, that's going to make it slightly less consistent. Um, so, pretty, I think they're pretty decent nerves, so I think Rogue was always going to be the one that got hit. I guess the question now is, how is the meta going to change? Is it going to be impactful enough to see a change? And, um, and how might that shape out after? I think, I think this, this is going to affect Tempo Rogue. I, I think, if I was to bold prediction, I'd say that Tempo Rogue's probably not going to exist in nearly the same quantity as it did. I think this is enough of a nerf to stop Tempo Rogue from being dominant. Mainly because you've got so many busted presents. You know, I, I saw Bunny Hopper mentioned um, the the kind of effect that you can have with prep on, say, two mana, and then coining and when you were able to do raiding party and whatever else you could play for zero, you could get out a huge headwind on turn two sometimes. Even a six six or an eight eight headwind on turn two is pretty busted. So. Um, None of those shenanigans necessarily going to happen. There's still ways of doing it. Still point prep, you know, sap, eviscerate. One of those two, you can still. Um, I've just played a rogue deck with wisps in it, so you can still. There's still things you can do to get Edwin out, but it just makes that a little less consistent. And also, you now can't do that with raiding parties. So not only do you put down a massive Edwin, but you draw three cards, which was pretty silly in uh, in like you know the power level of that. So, uh, you know, that's going to have a big effect, things like that, on Tempo Rogue. And I, and I do think that will bring it down from, from where it was. So then how does that kind of shape up for the meta? Well, um, Tempo Rogue being so dominant has kind of walked things around it. I think uh, it can be quite swingy against Warrior. So sometimes you can just burn Warrior down before it can really get going in terms of um, defending itself. Sometimes you just really struggle. I mean, uh, personally, I think you know the, the warrior matchup is a bad one for Rogue, but I've seen you know people of much better quality players than me kind of finding ways to win with Rogue against Warrior. But still, you know, Warrior is it's one of the top ways of winning against Rogue. But then, when you remove Rogue, you still have Warrior, and yeah, is that a problem? Sure. But one of the things that Rogue was very good at doing was beating the other decks in the meta, so I've rarely ever struggled against Token Druid. It was always good at removing the early tokens, getting board presence. Once you've got that against Token Druid, it's quite hard for it to do much. Um, and then you can, you can get into a position where you can start burning your opponent down pretty quickly. Um, Conjurer's Calling Mage, um, whatever you want to call it, I think that can struggle quite often against Rogue. I think that's a good matchup for Rogue. Things like Sap can be really useful against the, the Giants if you need to kind of push a bit more damage. Um, it struggles to do much in the early stages. The sort of spell-oriented mage with um, Mana Cyclone, uh, the kind of spell-generating one, can do some early stuff, but if you don't get the right draw and you don't get on board early enough with that deck, then Rogue just takes over, um, and it, it can be really hard to, uh, to, to get any way back into that game. Um, I always struggled against Mech Hunter. Um, I just depended on how they started and how I started, and if I could get a bit of board control. But um, yeah, Mech Hunter can be a tough matchup for Rogue. But equally, when I played as Mech Hunter, quite a lot of Rogues could beat me. So apparently, I haven't learned that matchup probably. Um, but I think it's, it can be a bit swingy in that match. I think it's a bit mixed kind of 
um, how it kind of works out. So, yeah, I, I think. But then there may be other. There may be room then for some other deck strategies to come through that just would not be able to handle themselves against Rogue. That if Rogue does fall out of the meta a little bit, um, then then I think you know those. There are some other decks strategies that could come up and have a real impact on the Control Warrior um, matchup as well. Now I'll be where it's really interesting is what can start to compete with Control Warrior because you know Warriors very high power level sure and okay maybe Doctor Boom should have had a nerf. That's probably one that they're gonna they're gonna um, sit on for now and maybe come round in the, in the next round of nerfs. I don't know. See, we'll, I guess we'll see how it plays out from this. But um, you know, Warrior can be you can compete with Warrior if you can play the deck that um, you know has more varied matchups with. So you know, maybe Rogue will open up the uh, the possibilities. And that that surely is not a good thing right now. Seems kind of strange because for me to say this because I basically had the best run of this season with Rogue, with Tempo Rogue. Um, actually, when I got to the higher rank, I played with a kind of Wisp version where it uses the Wisps to activate things, um, a bit more consistent with activators, which I kind of found pretty good most of the time I was using it. I managed to actually hit rank one. I just did one and one star, and then um, I think I went into rank one twice. Didn't I? May have, maybe maybe got rank one and two stars. I'm not sure. But um, but I spent a good six, seven days kind of bouncing around in rank two mainly, a bit of rank three, back to rank two, up to rank one, back to rank two, and then up and down in rank two for ages. And um, I don't know. I I I basically like I was kind of looking at it thinking, am I am I enjoying this? You know, I I said to myself at the beginning of the season I was going to make a really decent legend push. I was going to be really careful about the hill. I was going to like stick to my rule, if I lose two in a row, I start, you know, I started building a couple of decent decks in wild, and I could just go over to that and try and ladder with that, which I, which I did, I got to rank five in that as well, um, and uh, and it's still there and available, and I was holding on for dear life at times, and then coming back and winning a few games and getting up, and I was like, really kind of waiting for that burst of get to rank one, hold it there, just keep pushing away, slowly chipping away each day, and it just never happened that way, and I kept dropping down. I'd I'd lose two games. I'd come back to it. I'd lose another two games. Like it just, yeah, it was it, it just wasn't happening. And then the next day I'd win like four in a row in the morning, and then lose four in a row in the evening. And I just I was bouncing around in rank two so much that I was kind of like I'm playing the game a bit less. Can't be a bad thing, surely. But I was playing the game a bit less because I didn't want to blow a load of games out and lose my rank. But then. I was playing it less because I was kind of a bit of ladder anxiety, and then I was, you know, taking these games, playing the game more, kind of seriously, waiting for the right moments to play, which is how you should if you're going to ladder. That's how you should play. If you want to just chill on the sofa and like um, play games and have fun while you're watching TV, then I don't think that's necessarily the best way to climb the ladder. I think the best way to climb the ladder is to make sure that you've got a kind of quiet space where you can focus on the game, and then. Um, kind of play it out from there, and I just I just kind of decided a couple of days ago I was like I'm not really enjoying this like it's not really fun. I, I, what what difference is Hit Legend going to make right now to the fun that I'm having in the game? Because 
surely, you know, and I agree with this, fun should be the ultimate goal. And if I'm not having fun, then what's the point? And am I really going to feel satisfied if I keep at it and hit legends? Is that, like, is that what I really want? Is that, like, you know, the the key for me? Or, or shall I just not worry about it? I got to rank one anyway, which means I'm going to start rank five. Um, and, you know, I've already done that bit. I can try again next season. But I can have a bit of fun and play with some of the decks that I haven't put as much time into. So, um, so that's what I did. I just kind of gave up on the push and played some decks and obviously lost loads because you start switching decks, you start hitting variants, you don't have to play them as well. You know, I think, like I've said on podcasts before and plenty of people have said before me, like, you need to know your matchups inside out with a deck or, or two if you can, so that you know how to keep laddering with them. And I only really know Rogue. I know Cthune, uh, Mechathune, sorry, Mechathune Warrior pretty well. I'm not sure that I love playing that as much as I could, but those are the two matchups, or the two decks that I know most of their matchups really well. Um, and that kind of limits what you can play. And I was like, there's so much still so fresh this, these decks are still so new and like I want to I want to have a go with some other stuff so I'm back in rank 5 obviously um, and I'm having loads of fun uh, stuff that I've been playing so I've tried out some real kind of meme decks like um, Thief Rogue um, what else I did a bit of OTK Paladin not necessarily a meme deck but not exactly a, a top deck like OTK Paladin in both forms this is the one with Holy Wrath the Holy Wrath, the spell that does damage, and you, um, you use Shivala the Tiger to do the damage, etc., etc. Um, and then I'm playing a bit of the spell mage with Mana Cyclone, which has been pretty cool, um, and loving a bit of this kind of Murloc Shaman. Also, a, a spell, um, Secret Hunter is actually quite a good deck at the moment, and um, I have been quite keen to explore it a little bit more, even though. I know it's not necessarily a mean deck. It's um, it's definitely kind of seems like a lot of fun. So I've been uh, I've been looking at that as well as as kind of having a few games of that, and de- definitely won a few games with it as well. It seems pretty good. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I'm at with the nerfs that have just happened. That's where I'm at with the decks that I'm playing and the rank that I am. And like I'm pretty happy with it all. I feel like I've um, I feel like I'm having fun with it. I played the uh, single player content. Um, Completed the first stage just on normal mode. A lot of fun. I'm still thinking about whether to buy the full story mode or not. Um, I mean, I feel like I might, but I'm just kind of seeing how it plays out at the moment. Um, but that's been really cool. That's really, really good content that they've dropped. And so, um, so yeah, I'm kind of really, jo- really enjoying the game at the moment. Trying to, I've got a lot of other stuff going on in. in real life at the moment so I need to make sure I focus some time on that as well so it's a more healthy way for me to play the game and, and a lot more fun so yeah that's that's my kind of views on it at the moment let's see how these nerfs impact the meta and what the uh, what the effect is and um, yeah maybe we'll catch up soon and see how I was wrong about everything I'll uh, if you want to if you want to have a chat with me or tell me I'm wrong and um, have a little conversation about it on Twitter then um, you can find me uh, at Grasler18 is my Twitter handle. Prince Liam WB is my name on there. Um, so yeah, feel free to come over and, and have a chat if you 
if you want to share your opinions and theories and what I've said and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, hopefully I'll catch you next time. Cheers.